Welcome to the RodeoKids.com podcast. I'm your host, Kia Marie Widmer, and joining us today is Canadian comedian Cowboy Cole, and that's cowboy with an I, and you can choose however you want to pronounce it, within reason. Also with us today is our employee from RodeoKids.com, Wendy Wiggins. Cowboy Cole is a TikTok and Instagram sensation where he shares his jokes and his insight about being a team roper and a cowboy and just... Funny things about the Western way of life that those of us who are in it can laugh about and those of us who aren't can learn about. Uh, He sheds light and adds humor while educating the people of all walks of life. And he has some big things brewing. So listen up and make sure you listen all the way to the end. This guy is full of so many cool ideas and aspirations and learning how to think for yourself and live the life that you want to live, not that others want to live. So you'll definitely want to listen to the end. Here we go. Welcome to the RodeoKids.com podcast. Um, I'm Cam I love Marie. the background. Thanks. Um, I'm Kim Marie, so RodeoKids.com is my company, and then Wendy works for me, so... Hello, hello. It's great to meet you guys. My name is Cole. Cowboy Cole. Is that how you pronounce it? Or is it like cowboy? Or how do you do that? Um, I tried to get like just regular cowboy, but it was taken. So then we were like, you know what? I like to wear Vans. I like to wear Converse. So why don't we do it like cowboy, you know? like, And then how people pronounce it is how they pronounce it. So, so that's just open to whatever. You don't care. Open interpretation. Unless it's like way out there then I rein it back in a little bit like come on now but (laughs) gotcha so well we came across you on Instagram or no it's TikTok and Mm -hmm. I'm not even sure how it all happened but I remember Wendy was like hey have you seen this guy I was like no I haven't so it all worked out and stuff it looks like you've got some pretty funny stuff on there and I've really enjoyed seeing all of that Good. Yeah. No, I just try to bring some light to dark situations. It, uh, we do a lot of funny things as cowboys and cowgirls and rodeo athletes and the things we say and do and how we interact with one another. And I like to kind of showcase that side of it. So it's, we live in a very straight laced world, right? Um, and it doesn't need to be like that. So. Very cool. Well, why don't you just start at the beginning? Because we don't really know that much about you. So tell us like from your childhood, how you got involved into this and how you got to where you are now. For sure. So I grew up, well, I I still live here. I'm just Southwest of Calgary, Alberta. Um, It's not such a small town anymore, but to me, it's my small town of Okotoks. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard about it or not. We are known for the big rock. There is a massive rock about two minutes up the road from me. And it showed up one day when a glacier was just rolling its way across the country, like things happened back in the day and it just left this massive rock. So that's what we're known for here. That's where I grew up. We're at the foothills, which is at the base of the Kananaskis mountains, the Rocky mountains. Um, So I grew up looking at the mountains every day, which is awesome. Um, we have a ton of ranching heritage out this way. We have the oldest cattle brand in Alberta. I think it's like 1891 or something like that is our cattle brand. Wow. Uh, yeah. So my dad grew up on a ranch just west of here, probably 30, 40 minutes. Uh, my mom grew up in this area as well. We actually live on my, uh, my grandparents' land still. We have 80 acres here that we farm and run some horses and run a few cows and stuff. And 
And so I got into rodeo pretty much through that. My mom was a high school rodeo queen and my aunts and uncles, they all rodeoed. My dad rode bareback horses. And I think that's what he kind of wanted me to do from a young age. He started grooming me, I think, to ride bareback horses. I rode the spur machine with him all the time. He got me my own little rigging and everything. Um, but all my friends that I started to make all roped. They all roped calves. They all team roped. They all were breakaway roping. And so that's kind of just the end of the arena that I ended up hanging out at the most. So I got into roping when I was like 12, 11. Okay. Yeah. So you've been on it for a while. It's been a while. Yeah. Now that I think about it, it's 27 now. So yeah, 12 years old. Uh, yeah. That's a couple of years. Hey. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> eh? we, don't not really, bad, eh? we don't say that in the states much i guess unless you're in the northern part so we i'm definitely picking up on the accent about yeah about. probably about <laughs> that, eh? uh, yeah. yeah sometimes i get asked if i'm from like northeastern usa and i'm like no sorry bud not at all yeah have you traveled to the states at all to rodeo um yeah no so i went down to new mexico gallup new mexico for the high school finals or the junior high finals, I guess. And then even as kids growing up too, like mom and dad, they took us to Disneyland all the time. We road tripped. My grandparents had a place down in Yuma, Arizona. Um, oh, cool. So we were kind of all over the place. And then my sister went to school in Western Oklahoma State in Altus, Oklahoma. So I got to go down there, hang out. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's a ton of Canadians that own places in Maricopa, Arizona. So when I was 16, like we'd go down there all the time and stay with somebody for a couple months and rope and hang out and then come back. Cause obviously we had school and everything. Right. But yeah. Um, Is there much yeah. of a difference between rodeo and roping and stuff in Canada versus America? Oh my gosh. There's a reason that you guys come up here in the summers and kick our asses at the pro rodeos because you guys are just <laughs> on a whole other level. It's, it's insane, but I understand like, um, I went, I was on a rodeo scholarship at New Mexico junior college in Hobbs. And then I went on a rodeo scholarship to Texas tech for a while. Um, and just, you know, your access to practice year round is that next step, right? Like that's where we fall short. Like it's a, it's August 24th today. And it was like seven degrees Celsius when I woke up this morning, it's only like 13, 14 degrees Celsius out right now. Like it's basically fall. So what's which, that in Fahrenheit? um probably like 40s and 50s okay wendy and i simple math isn't our strong suit that's the next person <laughs> that we're gonna hire is a mathematician <laughs> the math person you need to have that one person that just works numbers and that's all they want to do yes because because i'm sure both of you guys are probably on the on the more creative side of things right so mm -hmm. i know for myself if i have to talk like numbers or business you got me for probably like 30 minutes and then i will just leave the room yeah <laughs> Like yes. I'm just done. Even if I don't physically leave the room, my brain is like, ding. Yeah, it's basically mush. Like, yes. I'm I'm thinking about the corgi. I'm thinking about roping the dummy or jokes <laughs> or whatever it is. Like I'm gone, right? So. Yeah. No, yeah. I completely understand that. And you know, there. What you're saying is definitely true. That in America, we do probably there's parts of the country that are like that. But um, like I live in Iowa, and mm. I've heard that it's just as colder, colder than Canada sometimes yeah like and that's so true right like yeah I didn't really get to rodeo with too many kids from over that area so I didn't really get to like hang out and chat with them and kind of learn about their upbringing but yeah it gets cold right like there's a lot of places that do still get very cold like if you're in the yeah. Dakotas or Montana or Idaho or Washington or Oregon right like it still gets friggin' cold like cold enough that it's like holy shit bud what are we doing like <laughs> it's it's not worth it you know 
because yeah. um, all the time, like we'll have jackpots canceled because it's too cold. Oh yeah. We don't even and, schedule them. Usually like once the NFR hits in December, December to mid February, you might start to see a few things roll around mm, besides yeah. that. Like occasionally you'll have a few places, but you have to travel. Like it's just too cold. Yep. For real. Yeah. And so this was the crazy part for me this year. Cause I spent my first um, with like COVID and everything going on, there was, there was nothing happening. And two summer or two winters ago, sorry, I, I moved to Mexico and I became a dive master and was working at a dive shop. Um, and then with the COVID and everything. Mexico? Yeah. Yeah. Down in Huatuco. Okay. You've been all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. I like to get around um, in the right ways. And <laughs> <laughs> um, so I couldn't go to Mexico this year because they just couldn't afford to hire me back. So I was like, okay, well COVID, I'm going to move to Whistler, BC, which is out um, right on the ocean. It's tucked in the mountains. It's like the biggest ski resort in the world. Like it's badass. It's dope. Right. But you know, it would be minus 10, minus 15 up top and like five degrees Celsius down below. So you'd have to like get to a certain point and then download on a chair to get back to the village because all the snow would literally be melting. Like that's how warm it was. Wow. So we're used to like, you know, minus 20 big fresh powder days in the Canadian Rockies. Um, and then I spend the winter over in BC and you literally would wear like, um, like an undershirt, a hoodie, and then like a raincoat. And that's what you'd go up the mountain in. And you'd wear your snowboard pants, but they would be like soaked. You'd be sweating through them if you weren't already soaked from it raining on you, like just night and day different. Yeah. It's crazy how different parts of the world are different. But, yeah. Okay. So college, you college rodeo. What'd you go to school for? Um, I was just in the classic, like two year degree program, whatever that is, the associate of arts, I think at New Mexico junior college, which was perfect. Cause that at that time in my life, I was, I went down there to rope and hang out with friends obviously I did score and I did okay at it I was one of the few of us that went to class because <laughs> uh, it's not that hard to go to class rodeokids.com it's easy to go to class I'm telling yes. you right now you can go to class it's not that hard um, so I got my associate of arts from there and then I studied agricultural economics at Texas Tech but I did not finish okay yeah I actually kind of got sick of it and I kind of reached that point in my life where I was like I don't really like numbers enough to want to do this and I don't really know exactly what I want to do. And I was spending just a crazy amount of money to basically be a Red Raider and walk around this massive campus. Yeah. You know, putting on like 10 miles a day, just trying to get from A to B, you know? <laughs> uh, so I came home. Um, I became a realtor for a while. Well, I sold cars for a while while I was getting my real estate license. Um, and I sold real estate for a while. I started up a couple other different businesses and I just kind of bounced around like, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And at that point I was kind of getting like, I almost got like a little burnt out of, out of rodeoing and, and jackpot and roping all the time. Yeah. It's so you were rodeoing while you were doing all of this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I was kind of bouncing between the amateur rodeos and the pro rodeos, just kind of depending who I was going with and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I just, I kind of got to a point to where, you know, somebody would call and be like, Hey, do you want to go enter this? And it was, it was like, no, like i don't want to go like I, I need to do something else for my own mental sanity at this point so um, that's when I started like looking in like I wanted to travel a little bit more and my sister and I always wanted to like go get our dive certification so we went down to Watuco um, we got certified to dive we did a bunch of surfing and then that's where I kind of fell in love with diving and then the dive shop was like hey do you think you'd want to come back and like work next winter 
And then by the end of it, you'll have your dive master certification. You could work in any dive shop around the world. And then you could like get your instructor. And I was like, does a bear shit in the woods? Let's do this. Like, that's <laughs> awesome. Right. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. So I just started trying, I just started doing other things outside of rodeo just to, yeah, I just got burnt out of it and I had to do something else. But the one thing I always found was no matter what it was I was doing, I was always writing jokes about what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And so like, I think about it now, it's like, okay, without COVID, maybe I do go back to the dive shop and I'm working in Mexico right now. You know, I would still be wanting to write jokes about being a dive master because it would much, it would be kind of like, um, like, I don't know if you've ever bartended or like served or anything like that. Like just the things you go through on the daily with the people you work with, with the people that come in all the bullshit, right? Like there's always something really funny going on. Mm-hmm. And I just found that no matter what it was I was doing or who I was around, I was always writing jokes about it or like trying to think up in my head, like, Oh, that would be a really funny, you know, if you spun it this way in a movie or like in a scene or something like that, like, man, that would be really funny. And it's kind of something I've always done, but it's something that I really started to take seriously the past couple of years. So you didn't go to school for any of the jokes or the comedy or anything like that. That's just what's coming natural to you. That's, I just honestly grew up watching like old classics with like Belushi in it, John Candy, Canadian, by the way, Um, Martin Short, Canadian, by the way, Chevy (laughs) Chase, like all these, like the classics, right? Like, um, and Saturday Night Live, like I love Saturday Night Live. I just love the idea of like a group of people in a room and you have to come up with ideas and skits to then perform for a bunch of people in a week. You know, like I just love the idea of just like, you say something that I'm like, oh, that's hilarious. It kind of ties in with what I was thinking here. But then Buddy over there was like thinking this. And then you just mash it all together. And now you have this hilarious sketch ready to go with a huge punchline that just like knocks everybody's socks off. Like, Yeah. Did you so, take any classes during high school or anything? Like we had speech and drama. I took speech and drama and did improv and that I wasn't the best at it, but I sure did it. And it was fun mm-hmm. and it was hilarious. And did you do any of that kind yeah. of stuff? I did. Yeah. So all through junior high and stuff, anytime I could get involved in classes like that, I was all over it. And then when I actually got to high school, I switched to an outreach program. So we were doing all online. So I didn't get to do any of it in high school, Okay. which sucked, but um, honestly, just kind of how I live my life, my whole, my days are just, I basically just like pitch joke ideas daily. If you have a conversation with me, I'm usually like trying to slide a joke in there some way to see how you react. So then I can then like, judge it on whether or not I need to like spin it or rewrite it or scrap it. Yeah. Are your, does your family, are they big jokesters too? They are. Yeah. I like to think I get a mixture. My dad's like that quiet, funny, you know, he's a pretty quiet guy, but when he says something, it usually just like rattles you. You're like, what? Like, what are you talking about, man? (laughs) Um, And then my mom's a little bit more kind of like front lines out there in a sense. And I like to think I got a bit of the mixture of both because in a crowd, sometimes I'll kind of like hang back and I'll I'll assess the situation. Like, especially these days it's so easy to like say the wrong thing and somebody just sours up so quickly so I kind of like to feel out the group but usually if I find somebody in the group that's maybe a little bit um less edgy sometimes I have a problem with targeting jokes not at them but like towards their general direction if that makes sense like I don't attack anybody but like I just like to saw some edgier jokes out there to see how they take it Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I'm sure that, that you know, and 
especially when you're just getting to know people. And like you said, in today's world right now, where everybody is a little extra on edge or on the defense, I guess you can say, um, I'm sure you have to like do, you have to assist the situation and try to figure out what's going to work, what's not going to work. And you don't totally. get yourself into a fight or anything. No, that's just <laughs> it, right? Like at the end of the day, I'm, I'm here because you know, I can't even like turn on the news without seeing something negative. And I'm, I don't know what you guys, but I'm sick and tired of that bullshit. Like we have so many good things going on in this world. So many good people doing good things that aren't ever prioritized. Um, And that makes me sad, but like, it's been nice. I get a ton of feedback about how people are like, Oh, like I'll get a random DM and they'll be like, didn't have the best of day, went to your page, watched a few videos. You brought a smile to my face. Thanks so much. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't do anything other than put out something that made me laugh. At the end of the day, I'm my number one target audience. It's just really cool to see that other people react to it the exact same way I did. You know, yeah. I watched my own videos 10 times back by myself at midnight, <laughs> just laughing my head off. And then I put it out the next morning and then I get like, like comments on it and a bunch of likes and it's getting shared around and I get DMs on it. And I'm just like, damn, like it does, even though it's a small impact, it makes it like a positive impact. Yeah. And that's what matters. And like, you know, at rodeokids.com, we're not necessarily in the jokester realm, but that's our goal too. You know, same exact Mm -hmm. thing is to just change the perspective. hundred percent. Like you said, realize that the world is not a bad place and there are so many good things happening everywhere, everywhere you look. And it's just the media currently portrays it as something different. So I agree. And I love that, like, you guys have such a cool opportunity to build a platform that reminds kids coming up in the sport that you have to put the fun first. And I think that's what really burnt myself out was, especially as a Canadian in the United States, like we can't just go get a job somewhere that's very difficult. We're looking for like cash work or you got to work for the school for like pennies and stuff like that. So like, you know, when we would go to a jackpot, a lot of the times it was sink or swim, right? Like I remember times like we would, we'd drive um, to a couple hours into New Mexico and rope at a place. And there'd be four of us driving back in a truck and one person would have won money that night. That person gets everybody a McDonald's burger because we can't really afford to buy food because I need to make sure my horse is fed. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was getting to a point to where it, w- it was becoming work. It was becoming a job. It was becoming sink or swim. Um, you know, I'm going to enter this jackpot. I got the best partners, but you know what? The best guys miss. Yeah. They miss whether it's the short go or the first go. It don't matter. You miss, they miss whatever happens. You're dealing with a sport that has, you know, in team roping, you got one, two, three different, no, one, two, three, four, five different brains thinking their own thing. Mm-hmm. that's too many that's a lot of variables right there right yeah um so at the end of the day like I'm trying to really get back into my brain that you know I want to go ride my heel horse and heel these steers because it is fun it is a blast and I personally think that I don't care who you are everybody wants to be a cowboy being a cowboy is badass oh yeah all right so the fact that you know we have the ability to swing a rope rope the dummy um ride a horse that's maybe crow hopping around like that might be really funny to us but to someone else they're like oh my god that horse was like trying to buck you off man like holy shit how'd you do that and it's just like another day on the ranch bud what's it to you like yeah you just brush it off and carry on but um yeah i started to lose the fun so i think it's really cool that you guys have that platform to like kind of reinstate that 
we rodeo because it's fun. It's a, it's a rock star lifestyle that takes a ton of work and a ton of energy and motivation and discipline and money and blah, 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 blah. The list goes on. But then at the end of the day, if you're backing in that box nervous because you have to win, you're not backing in nervous because you want to go out and do the best you can do for you. Yeah. It's hard Are to you say doing focus. it for the right reasons? Like, right. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's been parts of parts of my life that I've been kind of in the same shoes where I needed to step back and focus on business and stuff, because if not, when I was back in the box, I was focused on business because it was, yeah. there was too much pressure on myself to even this year. I think I did a podcast earlier, at least a video about how, when I did back on the box, back in the box, I was so worried about what other people were going to think. I wasn't even worried about my ability to go catch because I knew I could do that, but I was worried about if I didn't, what people would think of my business and how that would affect mm. me. And it doesn't work. Like all last year, I think I roped on three different horses, probably three to four times a week, like roping calves all the time, roping the sled, roping live calves, roping the dummy, doing all of the right things, taking all the right steps, eating healthy, working out. And I didn't win a single check. <laughs> and so it was like, it was really time to reassess it. And then this summer I went out and just kind of took a break. I didn't even start entering until the middle of July. I think I went to like five or six rodeos total. And the first one I went out and I totally missed, but I hadn't really practiced, but I still was like, I know that I roll better than this. And so I had to figure out what was going on. And it's the same exact thing that you're talking about. And so the next rodeo I went and I said, Hey, like I have to rope this calf. Like I'm never going to get to rope again because I am so mm. lucky to be able to live this life and to be able to do these things and to be able to have the money and the support and the horses and the people. And once you're at the rodeo, you've already got all of that stuff. So set the rest of it aside and just go rope that calf as if you're never going to get to rope again. And I haven't missed a knock on wood. <laughs> I agree hundred percent. I think that's so cool, right? Like, you know, you, you've now taken the step back and been like, you know what, I'm just grateful for the sport that I got to grow up doing. I'm grateful for the opportunity that they put this rodeo on and the calf that I drew today. Like when you start to take out other factors and just implement things like just gratitude and, and things like that, you know, it shifts a lot of things in your life, not just like on a competitive side, but just you as a, as a human too, you know, you start to really notice different things and you start to connect with people better and on a deeper level and, and what you're doing on a deeper level. And, you know, that's a bunch of, that's a spiritual rabbit hole. A person can crawl down pretty fast, but it, it's true though. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yep. I agree with that a hundred percent. And I think it's important for parents to remember all of this too, that, you know, like, mm. yes, you know, you have to look at it as you are, you've already provided all this for your kid, like you've done everything that you can do. And now it's time to just let them go perform and have fun, like take the yeah. pressure away. As long as you have lined up the ducks, now it's in their hands. And, you know, you can reassess the situation after they rope the calf or don't, if they didn't put the time in, then talk about it on your way home. But at the rodeo in the moment, yeah. stay in the moment. Okay, so yeah, I love let's, that. we can continue down this rabbit hole. I can do this all day. 
<laughs> for real I was just I had like 10 other things I'm just like I don't know how far she wants to go with this <laughs> yeah we can go a long ways into that um I guess I'll say one last thing about that that just kind of I think wraps it all up we did a podcast with Brandon Edwards who is the rodeo coach at Colorado Mesa University and Please. he made the comment you know he's like we're part of the one percent you know, we are part of the 1% of the world that gets to live this life, whether you're the one backing in the box or whether you're the one who just gets to be a part of it because you love the lifestyle. It is very unique and we just need to be thankful for it and be grateful. You can't be grateful and Amen. negative at the same time. Amen to that. That guy already has a leg up with his kids coming to rodeo for him that I don't think a lot of people really put the value on that mental game right there is that's huge. Mm hmm. It's a yeah, the mental game is so much more. And I tell a lot of people like in the rodeo world today, it's not just about being ranch strong or farm strong or growing up in the family that's done it forever. Like, yes, those are advantages. But if you're not in the gym, and if you're not working on your brain all the time, like, it's going to be hard to be a world champion based on what you used to be. Man, and you know what, if you're just not a good person too, like that shit comes back and bites you in the ass so fast. too. <laughs> Yes. it's it's pretty easy to go out there and be a dick but it takes two more seconds to be a good person mm -hmm. so just do it just be nice <laughs> just do it okay so how did you get into this whole did it start with tiktok or did it start with instagram all these videos that you have in this little oh man um, I've been posting some like kind of sketch videos on Instagram for probably three or four years now, but it was more like kind of mainstream style comedy. Um, and then I really dialed in the niche. I was like, why, like, why am I not writing jokes about what I know the best? So I just started like thinking about like, man, what's some of the dumb things I did as a team roper, some of the dumb things we say and do and like, um, and then, yeah, I had a few people bugging me about TikTok for a while, and I didn't really know much about it, and I didn't really want to know much about it. I didn't put the time in to, like, research it. I didn't download the app. I wasn't doing anything with it. So I was like, whatever. Um, and then some time passed, and I was posting some videos, posting some videos. They were doing okay, but, like, whatever. Uh, I was just having more fun making them and writing them than anything. And then I was like, okay, well, maybe I'll, maybe I'll see what this TikTok thing's all about. Um, and then there was that one kind of voiceover thing where it was like the Rihanna song Desperado and everyone was like doing cool slow motion stuff with it and like sliding on skates and doing all this cool stuff and we had this huge patch of ice in our um, driveway and I was like oh man it would actually be so funny if you were like late for the rodeo so you're like running you're running but then you see this super hot buckle bunny standing there and she's like I and you as you run by and you're just like whoa what and so you like try and get a good glimpse of her as you run by so I was like, I got my sister. I was like, yo, Rave, you got to stand here. And all you got to do is this. You just got to like pivot, right? Um, and so we filmed that one and that one blew up. And this was, I think my like fourth or fifth video maybe on TikTok. I had one go like 10,000 views, which to me that was like, oh my God, I'm going to Hollywood. Like this is nuts. Like that was a blow up for me. And then this video went, it's at like 2 million views. Wow. It like exploded. So all of a sudden, I've been on Instagram for a while. I never really like tried to use Instagram as like a platform to like grow and become an influencer and blah, 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 blah. But all of a sudden overnight I had like seven or 8,000 followers on TikTok, and I had like a thousand on Instagram. So I'm like, man, screw Instagram. I'm just going to run this on TikTok, you know? 
Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I just started trying to focus all my jokes on that. Even when I moved to Whistler, I took a rope and a cowboy hat and some boots over there. And I would just film when my roommates were gone, weren't in the house, weren't in my way. And I would just keep writing jokes and filming what I could over there. And it, yeah, it got to the point to where I had to come back home if I was going to get serious about it. And, yeah. This TikTok yeah. thing is crazy. Like, I, yeah. how long have we had it? Two months, maybe? Because I had downloaded at one point and I was like, I'm not doing this. Like, I do not need another social media platform. I've got two companies. I've got my personal thing. Like, six different forms of social media is too many plus emails. And I'm like, nope, not doing it. And then um, Wendy and another girl that worked for me last year, um, we have a little schoolhouse. Is uh, It's an old one-room schoolhouse is the office. They were over here at the schoolhouse. Mm -hmm. They're like, you're going to have to get TikTok. I'm like, no, I don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, then you're in charge of it because I, which now that I see how many people, and I don't know how it works, like these algorithm things are way over my head, but TikTok mm-hmm. has become mm-hmm. such a good way to reach so many people and make those impressions. And, and if you use it correctly, like I am definitely not an advocate for TikTok when I first downloaded it, because the first thing that you see are all of the things that are negative about TikTok. At least that was my experience. But then as I started following stuff, like now I open my TikTok and it's like, I don't see anything bad. It's all spiritual. It's all rodeo. It's all faith-based. Like it's happy. It's funny. It's stuff like yours. And it really does. It can still be a rabbit hole. Like you got to be careful. Um, (laughs) But it is still cool. It's it's, um, been interesting to see the way that you can utilize it. And I still don't understand, like we're in the same boat, like, with the whole followers thing, we're not nearly to your amount of followers by any means, but you go from Instagram where there's people interacting, but your followers are not increasing. And then you're on TikTok mm-hmm. and it's like, <laughs> it's like you hit the jackpot. For, for real. And the crazy thing is like, we just, we just finished building myself one of those media kits the other day. So we like did a bunch of research on like all my analytics. It's actually crazy. If I had to lump, if I lumped TikTok and Instagram together, Probably 75% of my following is American, not even Canadian. Really? Yeah. Is that because there's more people who rodeo in America? I have a few theories. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just think, honestly, like just more's happening down there, right? Like up here, we last minute have a bunch of pro rodeos. We're jamming like 25 or 30 pro rodeos in two months. Um, and then a Canadian finals in November, and then it's pretty much dead after that until spring, right? So you guys are just like full-time, around the clock, 24-7, 365, let's rope, let's rodeo, let's run barrels, let's do it all. Yeah. So I just, I think that the, I think just the market in general down there is, you know, tenfold, really. Yeah. So you mentioned the Cowboy Channel Canada. Hmm. What's going on hmm. with that? So they, yeah, they called me back in March looking for some like content creation assistance, basically. Um, And they saw what I was doing. They liked what I was doing. So we chatted. And so I came back and we filmed, I think, 10 like short um, comedy sketches, all like Western and rodeo based um, that they've been throwing up on the network. And then we've actually been working with two producers um, pitching to the network heads up here for some actual like scripted Western TV shows. So um, like a prime example would be like, think of like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, a show about a bunch of detectives working together. 
Well, we have a script written for um, like livestock officers that okay. make ranch visits and farm visits. Uh, we have a full season written for um, think like the office, except about people, five people traveling in one truck, rodeo to rodeo, trying to make the NFR. That so, would be really cool. Yeah. So we're trying to like raise awareness and get the word out that like, hey, we see a huge gap in like, I don't know, for you guys, you guys probably have like Netflix and Crave and stuff like that, right? Mm -hmm. Not, I don't know what yeah. Crave is, but Netflix. Same, same, but different, right? Okay. Um, but like we all go to these platforms to watch funny shows or whatever kind of show you're into, but there's, you know, there's nothing really like rodeo or ranch or Western based unless you're like into Yellowstone, which let's be real, majority of people love Yellowstone. And then you got those few that are like, oh, it's too hardcore. It's like a Sons of Anarchy, which whatever, like whatever floats your goat, it's no big deal. Um, but you know, there, I, I feel that there's a huge opportunity to create shows about what we do every day, like, like a feed, like feed store, a group of people working at a feed store and you got to deal with each other. You got to deal with, you know, maybe the grumpy uh, truck driver that shows up to unload hay every day. And, and, you know, you got rock, paper, scissors to see who's going to go deal with that guy. And then you've got <laughs> old Joe who comes in and drinks all the damn coffee, but the coffee's not for you, Joe. It's for the employees. Damn it. Get out from behind the desk, you know, like, <laughs> And then the you people know, who never leave. Yeah. And then, the, yeah. yeah, like that barrel racer that comes in and is like, just like grabbing everything and asking you all these questions. And you're just like, oh, oh my God, I don't have to see you right now. Like, you know, there's, there's opportunities for shows like that um, that aren't being capitalized on. We have ideas. We have scripts written. We have pilot episodes written. We are like ready to go. We're basically just like need the support at this point to get some pilots filmed and yeah well that sounds awesome yeah. because like you said you know like yellowstone like i mean yeah we all like yellowstone you know or whatever but that is such a serious dramatic view of the western lifestyle and so many oh of God. the western related things are either so far-fetched that they're just dumb you know like what was the rodeo girls was that one that it used to be yeah yeah that's like, right that was horrible like no offense <laughs> lesbian me, but let's be honest yeah <laughs> yeah and then the rest um, of them are just so serious and stuff and so i think like what you're saying is just gonna add a little bit of realistic humor to the yeah. daily life of cowboys and cowgirls in the western way of life totally like when i have friends that aren't rodeo related at all call me and ask me they're like hey that yellowstone is, is that what ranchins really like no no it's not like you have to understand like they hollywoodify so much right like you mm -hmm. but to a lot of people they would never know the difference they just wouldn't right like oh that must be what it's like to ranch in montana oh remind me to never go to montana like i don't want to get run off the road by some dude named rip who's very good looking and i want him to touch me but i don't really want him to touch me like you know like we don't it's not all it's not like that in real life that's not how it goes so right i don't know we just have grand visions for no i don't want to say better content because obviously kevin costner how do you beat something produced by kevin costner mm -hmm. um but that scale like i don't see why we couldn't like dale brisby getting a show on netflix i'm so friggin excited for that because that opens a door for western content creators
Did he get one? Big time. Or is that yeah. just, that's awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's going to be it's, so cool. Yeah, it's it drops September, I think beginning of September, and I think it's like a six episode season. Um, but yeah, and I think it's kind of like I think I'm not really sure. I think it's filmed kind of how they do their YouTube episodes, mm-hmm. like very kind of like hands on. You're right in the mix. You're doing all that, blah blah blah. So I think it's very much like that. But like when I heard that he was the show was dropping on Netflix, I'm like, man, I don't think people really understand. Like this is huge for Dale and his team psyched for them but i'm hella psyched for anybody that like creates western content that is a writer is a performer um has these kinds of ideas because that's the kind of place that picks up a show real quick and makes it legitimate and real yeah well, like, and like i even said in the email you know just and I, that short little bit that you sent me before we even started about how there's more than one way to be a cowboy without being a cowboy and yeah. it's really cool that these doors are opening for people who love to act and love the Western way of life or to produce yeah. or even like um, Carly Peterson, who is in charge of, she does all a lot of this stuff for the Cowboy Channel in um, Fort Worth and seeing, you know, her dream come true as a person who loves the Western way of life. And now she gets to be a producer for the Cowboy Channel mm-hmm. and seeing those doors and how they're going to open and increase the appreciation across the board for it is just awesome. And it's astronomical for this industry because most people, like if you're in it, I feel like we have this veil that we kind of forget to look outside the box and realize that we're under a lot of scrutiny all the time. And we need everything that we can to prevent that or to educate people And then we're always being watched, you know, and that's one thing that I try to really emphasize to the kids and to the parents and to everybody who follows RodeoKids.com is that people are watching us from the outside, even when you're in your little, in your, your rodeo groups or your friend groups that all live the same life. Those people in the stands are watching how you act and your Mm -hmm. friends at school are watching what you do. And if, if you're portraying yourself um, you're portraying the industry as a whole. So be careful yep. what you do. Um, I agree. Oh man. Yeah. That's, I couldn't agree. Any, I couldn't agree more. Right. Um, especially like growing up in at the Calgary stampede, like our family worked there forever. So like my sister and I got to literally run around the Calgary stampede and basically do whatever we wanted. we were, always had passes and everything. And Calgary is under fire year round for the rodeo and everything right mm-hmm. and so like trying to take the time you find the people that are willing to listen to what you have to say and then you find the people that are just it doesn't matter what you say to them they just think that you're abusing animals and blah 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 and they will not hear your side of the story they will not reason with it at all um so that's another thing i like to advocate for too is like if you're somewhere and somebody has a question please don't just like jump all over them about it. Cause they don't know, like they genuinely want to know. And you now have the opportunity to um, bestow some knowledge upon them that they did not have before. Like the number one question all the time, like, Oh, does roping the calf hurt the calf's neck and stuff. Like you have to be very careful what you say and how you reply to people like that. And I know a lot of people just snap and be like, Oh, it doesn't hurt. I'm like, get out of here. You don't know shit. Like, you know, but that does nothing. Right. That just that just 
you know, threw another red flag up for them. You weren't even willing to take the time and have the conversation with them. Now, if they're not willing to have the conversation, well, then there's no sense beating a dead horse. Like mm -hmm. that ain't no good. Um, but you, you'll find a lot of people genuinely want to learn from the person that knows what's going on. Yeah. So educate yourself. Yeah. Maybe we should do a blog, Wendy, just about common questions or even you, Cole, about common questions and the correct way to answer them um, mm -hmm. and how to put a funny spin on it. Because uh, I just think a lot of people, a lot of people who grow up with it, they honestly don't know either. They don't yeah. know how to answer the question. Um, they know it doesn't hurt the calf, but they don't know how to answer the question scientifically or to explain it for somebody who has no idea that calves live through this 99.999% of the time. Yeah, hundred percent. That's a great idea. Yeah. If you guys wanted to do something with that, I'd love to be a part of it in any way I could. Yeah. That'd be pretty neat. Really I, I love new ideas. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, one thing too, that just popped into my mind about like Cowboy Channel, Cowboy Channel Canada is I've actually had a lot of people like rodeo people even that come up to me and they're like, yeah, like we love the Cowboy Channel and everything, but sometimes we just don't want to watch rodeo. And I'm like, fair enough. Like that's 100% of their content. Um, but they, yeah, I have a lot of people, especially now that people are kind of figure out what I'm doing and what we're trying to get done and like these bigger projects that we're trying to push through. I have a lot of people that were saying, yeah, we wish there was something else on like the Cowboy Channel app that we could go watch like a sitcom of some sort. Cause like sometimes we just don't want to watch rodeo. Yeah. We want to be Fair involved enough. in the lifestyle, but we just we want something different. TikTok reaches such a wide audience and you're running into a lot of people who don't know what is happening in these videos or when they're watching rodeo. And so they have no experience and they're commenting because they just seen it for the first time and don't understand. And so being able yep. to properly educate people about what it is and what's going on is huge, especially when you're reaching such a big audience of people who have never seen it. Yeah. Agreed. All the, yeah, all the time I'll get like, you know, if I have a video that um, blows up and is doing really well, I always get comments. Someone will be like, I have no idea what this means, but it's funnier than shit. or they're like, I'm from New Jersey. What's a bucko bunny. Like I get comments <laughs> like that all the time. So it's like, no way. I'm not sure how you found me, but like, that's so cool that you found this video. Like, thanks for the like a buckle bunny is. And you know, you explain it to him real quick or you explain this to him real quick or you fill him in real quick. And you know, then you just gained a, a follower for life because you took mm -hmm. the time and you explained something to them that they had no idea before, but now they're going to go show all their friends for all I know, 10 of their friends started following me. I have no idea. Um, but yeah, now they're interested. Now they might Google. Yeah. Who knows? But it's just like you said earlier in the podcast and, and then it ties to what you like, first you have to take the time and it doesn't take two seconds more to be nice than it does to be an yeah. asshole. So just 100%. be kind, take the time. And like, even Wendy's a fan of rodeo. Like she, uh, I own another company called the performance pony company. And between that and rodeo kids, like oh, she's just pretty much some girl that walked off the street who had been to a few rodeos and now here she is like, you know, in it. So it's been really cool to um, 
hear her perspective on things too, as not being a competitor, but as, you know, she's an advocate for agriculture and all of that. Um, but it's still, she's got a little different perspective that's helped me open my eyes and just consider things differently too. And, um, you know, taking the time to talk to somebody who is a fan and who doesn't know, I think is important for us too, um, just to educate ourselves because just because we think we know it all because we grew up in it and we've been involved in it for so long, that doesn't mean we know what anybody else thinks about it. So for, especially the kids, like, ask the kids in your classroom or your teachers, like, what questions do you have for me? I will find the answer if I don't know. And I think that's going to be a huge thing in our industry is just saying, what do you want to know? For real. Yeah, I agree with that. Because yeah, we it's it's unfortunate, but you know, we are a bit of a dying breed. And if we're not careful, it will be hard to maintain the the rodeo and western lifestyle which seems crazy to think but you know you watch it on the news every day about how farmers are struggling how ranchers are struggling right with all these you know new things coming into play with beyond meat and and things yeah. like that it's unfortunate that they're kind of cornering our already niche environment um and putting us on the ropes right and yeah well, it's just people, agriculture in general I yeah 100 percent People forget that they need us to survive. And unless they want to go back to living like a pilgrim, let's see you harvest your own wheat, bud. Let's see it. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> have, fun, have fun drinking your craft beers, bro. Yeah. Oh, man. We just got done at the Iowa State Fair. Well, oh, how was that? Oh, it's amazing. Are you a fair fan? Oh, see, we don't really have like fairs up here. Well, we'll have like exhibition and rodeo and it's basically like a big rodeo with carnies set up to the side like and like the watch your kids when you walk through it at night the iowa state fair did they reach a million this year do you know yeah, probably um, I what? the highest number of attendance ever yeah so the iowa state fair is 10 wow. days long and it'll have like well they didn't have it last year because of covid and then the year before they like broke record after record after record. And in 2019, I think there was 1,130,000 people that attended and it is just nuts. It's insane. And it is so much fun. And like, there's all walks of agriculture there and then all walks of everything else, like huge concerts. Yeah. There's probably seven to 10 concerts going on every single night. Like you've got your headliners wow. and then you have your free stages and then you have your stages within the the bars and the venues that have their own like it's crazy and it's super fun so if you ever uh, need some content you could come to the fair and they have a that state fair bingo wendy actually got a raise because she got a state fair bingo and that's yeah. actually a really good idea you should make like a rodeo bingo and do tiktoks about it that would actually be awesome yeah it has what fun. are some of the things that were on it wendy there was like the animals and then there was like a carny missing more than two fingers or like a man <laughs> with a beer like a sweaty guy who's like not ashamed of himself and it was like a, a shirtless people. man drinking a beer oh my god and those are friggin' everywhere for some reason i don't care yeah. where you go there's always a dude shirtless drinking a beer just a boy just with the boys you know somebody's got to be that man they do. Mm -hmm. do yeah it is not me <laughs> me either so we kind of we've got yeah. the gist of you know like videos and putting it on television like 
is there going to be movies like what what's your overall vision for how this is going to play oh out? my gosh yeah i mean i have a ton of a ton a ton of like big projects that i would love to get made i'm working on a bunch um like i'm in the process i feel like we haven't had a really good western movie in a few years so i'm i'm working on i think it's a really badass um idea it's slowly in the works um it takes a long time to write like a movie like uh you know like when we write um an episode to fit like a 20 to 25 minute time slot usually our first drafts like 30 to 35 pages long and then we like trim from there you know as we go back through it and comb through it and whatnot um so i'm slowly working on a couple like big big projects like that and then yeah we have a couple smaller projects that are basically ready to go we just need the support financially basically mm-hmm. um for a couple of the smaller like sitcom sitcom projects um and then i also do stand up comedy as well oh. um so i would love to this this is another tough one too cuz like i go into downtown calgary to do some like 5 minute stand up shows and stuff like that at um a bunch of the dive bars and a bunch of the open mic nights and everything like that but like for me to go up there and tell like rodeo style jokes or like rodeo situation jokes ranch situation jokes it's very difficult cuz i'm talking to you know a bunch of hipsters in birkenstocks and crew neck shirts um they don't get it right which is fine um so i think i want to start doing like um like little 5 minute sets on tiktok live even go on there like set a schedule like hey i'm going live this day at this time you can watch it while you eat your food and i'm just going to go up there and and tell jokes for 5 or 10 minutes and like kind of start to build a bit of like a crowd like that cuz i think it would be awesome to like go to Fort Worth and like do four or five shows in Fort Worth at the Stockyards or something like that and people yeah. could come watch a cowboy tell jokes about cowboys, right? Could you do it um, for like an hour? Like do you have enough jokes to do that for? Um I definitely need some time to put together an hour show for sure. But yeah. that's honestly like something that I would love to work towards. I would love to have like, you know, like a Netflix comedy special but, you know, run it on Cowboy Channel. Yeah. Like I think that that's something that could happen why could that not happen right yeah i think that would be yeah. awesome and i think like what you're doing kind of like we talked about before is just opening the door for so many other people to express those avenues like we were talking about the other day something came up and it was about myspace and i'm like oh my gosh myspace oh, yeah i was so long old ago old school now holy yeah God. i know and then um we were just talking about like the different things that we've gone through and then vine came up And I remember there were like five or six guys on Vine that were just hilarious. And what happens to them, you know, and like the content that you're creating and stuff like you're, yes, it's funny. Yes, it's humorous. Yes, it makes the day a little bit lighter, but you're putting a lot of time and effort into this and you deserve to get paid because you are making people's days and lives better. And so it's entertainment and we pay for entertainment mm-hmm. in every other way, shape and form. So we, as a community, as an industry, have to figure out how to make it to where we can enjoy the comedy in our lifestyle and support it financially. Mm-hmm. Like I get asked all the time, they're like, oh, you must make like bank off TikTok. Hey, and I was like, honestly, no, like they have the TikTok creator fund, but that's not available to Canadians. Really? Is it? TikTok I, Chinese? I, I honestly I think but like it's available in the US, it's available in like some 
I think like maybe some South America countries and it's available in Europe, but not Canada, even though we are physically attached to you. Like I could start walking today and be in the U S by the end of the week. I can't qualify. Like I can't apply to get paid for my videos. Does that have to do with like a government thing or honestly, probably. Cause I know, I think the Canadian government tried to get like TikTok and Instagram and stuff banned for a while, like over the summer and stuff. I heard a few things about it. I honestly didn't look into it because I just couldn't be bothered to. Right. Like I would rather put my time into something else. And if they take if they take TikTok away from me, that's not going to stop me from writing jokes. Right. There's more than jokes, one so. avenue. Yeah. So I think like that's a big thing is like it's kind of gotten to a point where it's really cool where like, you know, I'll go to a rodeo beer gardens like um, High River Pro Rodeo was a couple weekends back. And I went there with a bunch of buddies that I used to used to grew up high school rodeo with and everything. And they they had roped there. So we went out all together to catch up and everything and like walking through the crowds and someone would be like, oh, is that Cowboy Cole? And I'm like, yo, what's up, guys? Like stop and talk to people for a little bit, which is super badass. I really enjoy that. Um, but at the end of the day, like, yeah, these short videos are a lot of fun and I really enjoy making them. And like, I got a little team that I work with and like, it's fun to just like bounce ideas and laugh. But at the end of the day, I want our little team to be pushing big projects through. Like, I want you to see like Cowboy Cole come on your Instagram and be like, Hey guys, don't forget this Friday, Cowboy Channel, uh, 8 PM pilot episode of blah, blah, blah. We're so excited for you guys to see it. Like, that's the kind of stuff I really want to be doing is like putting out um, that long form content for you and not just comedy either like the like yeah i want to i want to write a bunch of sitcoms and like western comedies because i think that'd be a lot of fun but like um you know i got some i got some deep stuff too that i want to write and kind of like flex my writing ability and like see how it goes like directing it and like trying to get it produced and stuff like that like i really want to yeah. take it from like here to there right like are you going to be involved in the acting and that kind of stuff on these bigger shows or are you going to be more behind the scenes no, hundred percent. I like, I like to think of myself as like a young Adam Sandler. Oh, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Like I always try to write characters for who I think would play them the best. And I always try to, whether it's like um, a starring role or a supporting role or like a random, I come walking into the scene and say something completely dumb. Um, I always try and plug myself in there some way, just because I love to perform. I love to just be making people laugh try to like if they're kind of if they're not laughing i like to try and get them to laugh like cheer up mm -hmm. it's okay like life's good like um loosen up yeah a so i like to be out there yeah yeah loosen up live a little so yep. do you compete now or are you still on the kind of business route uh more so still on the business route for sure i went to uh, my aunt's memorial rodeo last weekend and me and my buddy won the team rope in there that's the first thing i've entered since hey. i don't know last year oh well that's okay so yeah. you're not that far out of it like you're still still involved in it yeah oh yeah totally like still love to rope the dummy a bunch and practice with guys i can the hard part is like where i live right now is like there's not a ton of places to go rope so I find like I have to drive like two or three hours up north to my buddy's place. Um, he's got a good set of steers up there that we can go rope and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of, I don't want to say it's a hassle because obviously if my heart was 100% into it, I would be there every weekend all the time doing it right. But right now my heart is on a lot of other projects and ideas as well that need attention. And yeah, and that's totally okay. Out, yeah. It turns out rodeo doesn't go anywhere. So 
that's another thing is it's okay to walk away from rodeo for a little bit and come back. Definitely. It's healthy, right? Like it is, it's healthy to do other things, gain new perspectives, meet new people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you appreciate life on a whole nother level. And um, Cody Huber is, he's around my age and then his dad had made it to the NFR years ago. And, um, you know, he was talking about one day, he said, you know, there's still the same rodeos and some of the same people and there's still the same added money and the same committees and the same, like everything's the same, not everything, but yep. a lot of the things are the same as they were a hundred years ago or 70 years ago. So yes, things totally. are going to change a little bit, but it's going to be there. Yeah, I agree. And I think, yeah, I think that's what people forget sometimes is like, we do live in a very small bubble and it's like, oh, you leave the bubble, you're, you know, you can't sit with us anymore, you know, like. <laughs> but, oh, sit by yourself. But yeah, but like, that's, that's not <laughs> reality. That's friend. not fact. Like, wouldn't, like, wouldn't you want to hear about the adventures that your friend just went on? Like, I would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and like, since I've started traveling too, like, you, you learn to appreciate the people in the industry, like just people everywhere, you know, you appreciate life on a whole different level and um, seeing things differently opens your mind. And, and that's what's going to keep the industry moving forward as well. If we all stick together and just stay in our little bubble, it's going to get popped because there's a lot of people outside of it. And so 100%. we have to constantly be bubbles everywhere. Yep, I agree. Yeah. And you do some snowboarding. Oh my gosh, yeah. Love to snowboard. Uh, that's how I I broke my arm so that was awesome but oh. that's the way she goes sometimes yeah yeah uh, um and then yeah love to snowboard love to surf when i can obviously i live at the base of the mountain so uh that's pretty difficult but we try to that's like that's just like one of the things where i took a step back and was like okay hey, i love to do blank 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 and blank okay you know like surfing obviously we have to travel somewhere so like we've done a road trip to oregon and we did a surf trip to oregon one time um, we go down to Mexico. I did a surf trip to Guatemala. Like I've just started to make time and prioritize the things that make me happy, whether it's a rope in my hand or paddling out in the ocean mm. or strapping into a snowboard, right? Like I've just had to learn to prioritize things. Yeah. Yeah. So if you had a piece of advice for a, a kid um, who was going to come across this podcast or this Zoom, what would your advice be? My advice would be to, how do I word this the right way? I, I think what I would say is to make sure that you're doing what you're doing for you, not because it's what the group's doing. Um, like make sure you figure out how to think for yourself. And then that's such a good foundation. It took me a long time to figure out that I was taught what to think, not how to think. So yeah, make sure that you're doing things that make you happy. And if it's not making you happy, you are not a tree. You can, you can change your situation. You can change your route. If you want to try things, go try those things. You will, at the end of the day, if it doesn't work out best, you're going to, you're going to meet some great people. That's the best case scenario. Nothing bad will come from that other outside of, you know, you're going to open doors and opportunities and meet new people and probably lifelong friends. And yeah, so do things that you truly actually want to be doing. Yes, I love that. Um, what about if there were some parents listening to this? What would you 
have to say to the parents? Um, honestly, the the same could kind of go for them as well. Obviously, different situations when you add in the kids and marriages and houses and mortgages and bills and blah, 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 blah. Um, but I think for parents, support is really the biggest thing you can give your kid. And it starts at such a young age when you make that imprint on their brain. They'll reach a point in their life um, in whatever they're about to do. It's going to be a big moment. And it's they're going to have voices run through their head, whether it's their own narrating what's been said to them, but imprint on them positivity from a young age because they're going to reach a point where they need to rise to the occasion and step into who they're about to become. And you want them telling themselves, you've got this son, you've got this daughter. We always knew you could do it. Um, you've worked hard for this. You, you earn this over, oh, you don't, uh, we don't think you'll ever make it doing that. Oh, we don't think that that's even possible for us in our situation. Like, don't, don't put that bullshit in their, in their heads. Don't limit. Yeah. I agree. That's great. Wendy, do you have any more questions? Yeah, Wendy, we haven't heard much from you. So you have your TikTok and your Instagram, and that's where you've really blown up. Um, <laughs> what is something that's taught you? Like having this platform or having this big following, what have you learned from that? It's taught me how when you align yourself with what you want to be doing, what you happy, people gather around. Um, I am simply writing these jokes, making these videos because I genuinely enjoy it. If nobody watched them, I would, I would still do them um, for myself, for my, for my friends and family. So it's proven to me that when I, when I quit trying to wear a mask and I just really kind of stepped into who I was personally and I let my quirkiness out, um, it feels good. And yeah, people people will rally behind somebody who's trying to be authentic over somebody that's, you know, hiding behind a veil. And I think that's huge. And it was huge for me as well, right? Like it was, you know, I I chose vulnerability over, oh, what's this person going to think if I say this joke? Nah, it turns out that person laughed, you know, and, and people remind me of that every day. So yeah, it's really shown me that you know, when you put the time in on yourself and you kind of find that alignment and you run with it, things start working. Like I've had a lot of things just start working for me that I thought would never come around. And you know what? It showed up a lot sooner and a lot easier than I thought it would. I didn't, you know, I'm, I'm putting in a lot of work and I'm putting in a lot of time and hours and everything. But there's been a lot of things that have just shown up very easily. And I'm like, oh, shit, when did you get here? But it's, you know, I'm just I'm just doing my thing. Yeah, it's kind of, is that like the law of attraction too? Like if you're, mm -hmm. if you're doing what it is that your purpose is and what you're meant to do. I mean, and you know, they talk about, I, I think it was probably a TikTok that I watched, but how we were talking about the law of attraction, but the law of attractions in the Bible over and over and over again, we're just and sourcing things and manifestation, like all of that. And, um, mm -hmm. and I love the whole part about being authentic. I did a 
four month long leadership program. And pretty much what it did um, the entire time was strip away all the lies you've told about yourself or all the stories that you've created. And it Mm -hmm. allowed you to be authentic. And I think what you the message that I got from what you said, even to parents is let your kids be authentic, let your kids be genuinely who they are without whatever society says that they should be or their friends or your friends or whoever, like just let them be. And it's amazing what happens, you know, like I'm kind of in the same boat. I used to like not share things because I was, I was worried about what other people thought, you know, I was worried about what my family Mm -hmm. thought. And come to find out it doesn't matter like because that's who I am and that's the message that I want to share and the people who need to hear it are hearing it and same thing you get that affirmation from those people and if you have a message to share or a talent or a skill or a voice or whatever it is that God put you on this planet to do go do it Mm -hmm. 100% I think yeah I I agree 100% like and that's why I was kind of saying like imprint on them those those good voices from day one because like at the end of the day I always had it kind of in my mind like oh man you know I missed that steer everybody probably thinks less of me nobody gave a shit you missed a steer big whoop right like welcome to the club we've got t-shirts everybody does it (laughs) it happens all the time and then like I I even run into it with my comedy with my stand-up sometimes too like um the other yeah last week i did a show at reckless comedy in calgary and um i was talking to this person and they were like oh like did anybody show up and i said yeah i I had a few i had my family show up and a a few friends it was like super grateful for the support small venue right like a little hole in the wall dive bar so i think there was like 30 40 people but like that was max capacity of this place so the place was like packed and they're like oh i couldn't get up there and and perform in front of my family and friends i'd be way too nervous i feel like they're judging and i'm like man, that's the people that you should be looking towards. If you get up there and freeze up or you get nervous, that's the table you should look at to find comfortability and then get back on track. Like those are your people. They're there to support, let them support, look for them in those times of need when you need it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And learning to let people support is huge too. Like Yep. That's something that I struggle with sometimes is letting people support. So it's definitely a great message. Gosh, I love this mm-hmm. stuff. I'm like, I'm a sucker for this kind of stuff. So. Well, and I feel like it doesn't get talked about enough in our, in our world too. And I think this goes back to like living in a bubble and like, well, you gotta be a cowboy. You gotta be a man. Like the only, don't, don't you dare cry. The only, the only moisture I want to see around here is rain on the crop. Suck those tears back up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but that's not reality, man. Like I'm a human. I feel things. I feel a lot of things and, and it's okay to feel those things. If you take the time to recognize, like, I don't feel good today. I didn't feel that great this morning. You know, like when I got up and got moving, like mentally, I was just kind of like a little down. I was a little low and I was just like, ah, what's like, what's the deal? Blah, blah, blah. Couldn't really focus on anything. And then I just stopped and I was like, you know what? it's okay that I feel like this. And obviously I'm not supposed to work through any of these ideas anymore. So I'm just going to go outside, Yeah. you know? And then I got my, I got my head right. I'm like, I got the rodeo kids podcast. I'm super psyched for that. We're going to crush it. And you know, here I sit feeling a ton better than I did four hours ago. Well, good. We're glad. The way she goes. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. And that is, you know, just regrouping and taking a step, walking away, coming back and, recharging and that's okay yeah because I, I feel like probably the last five six seven years 
society has really grown to that mentality of like grind 24-7, hustle, up, 4 a.m. I went to bed at 3.30 a.m. You know, like Gary Vee, I don't passion. I love the dude. I followed him with a passion like four years ago. And then I, I had to like, I had to quit following him because he was like so in my face all the time. I'm like, bro, give me a minute. Um, and then I looked at a bunch of his stuff the other day. That dude's aged so much. Yeah. I don't know if you've noticed, but look at him for like four years ago compared to now. Buddy has aged. He looks like he should be playing senior hockey beer league, bro. Like he's old. Yeah. I got to listening to some of the, like a bunch of those self-help podcasts and kind of heard the same thing. And there was one specifically, and this chick always asked everybody, what time do you wake up in the morning? What time do you wake up in the morning? For like a year, I listened to this. I'm like, gosh, darn. I like kept trying to get up earlier. You know, I'm like, I'm a person who like, I can go for a while without a lot of sleep, but like, I need some sleep. Like I don't operate well if I'm tired and then finally one of our podcasts like you know she'd been talking about this grind that she'd been on and I'm not not knocking her but then it was like oh well what time do you go to bed and she was going to bed at eight o'clock or nine o'clock every night well yeah it's easy to get up at 4 30 5 o'clock in the morning if you're going to bed at nine on the dot all the time oh my god so I think you know I, I do think it's important to put in the work by all means like don't expect it to be handed to you but get your sleep like Man, for real. I think like I read this quote the other day and it really stuck with me. Um, I have it written down on my phone, but I'm going to remember it right now. Cole, say it with words out of your mouth. It goes, we have to learn to rest without um, ba- like feeling bad about it. You, you have to be able to sit down and turn on Brooklyn Nine-Nine and genuinely sit there and watch the show and laugh without thinking, Oh, I should be working on that spreadsheet. Oh, I should be revamping the website. Oh, I should be doing this. You don't have to do shit. You don't have to, you really don't. (laughs) If you put in, if you accomplish some tasks today and you feel good about it, how about you take five minutes and you pat yourself on the back and be like, Hey, you know what? I did a good job today. You know what, Cole? Um, You wrote down a joke that made, uh, nine out of 10 people laugh. That's really funny. We should start working with that, you know, like start, start staying, saying that on stage and stuff like congratulate, congratulate yourself for doing good things. You woke up today and were alive and contributed and breathed fresh air and had a great day. That's, that should be good enough. Are you happy? Yeah. I feel pretty good. That's awesome. Yeah. Give yourself a high five, right? Like, I think kind of one goal that I have, um, a friend of mine was telling me and she's like, you know, I was listening to, to somebody else. And they told me if I could just make a difference in one person's life a day, I've accomplished something that's 365 people a year. You know, like if, if you've done that, then you've accomplished something and you can go to bed at night because of that. And there's a huge thing about ego and pride and arrogance and, Um, there are definitely fine lines with that, but I know in my lifetime, it's been to where I start to beat myself up over things. And it's Mm. like, you get to be proud of yourself for that. You don't have to, you don't have to be arrogant about it, but you get to be, you get to gain that confidence from what you just accomplished and you get to be thankful for it and grateful for it. And you get to share it with people so that they know too, that they can accomplish things as well without feeling miserable about it. Totally. Yeah. And like, I think that's like the first step to um, like becoming more aware of you, you personally as an individual. Um, And I think like people will start to notice 
like just big shifts in your life, just as you carry on through your day, you'll notice things. You start to stop and take the time to recognize small things like that in your own personal life. You start, you start to see a lot more around you when you're out and about. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, yeah. do you have anything else that you would like to share today? Um, yeah, I think, I think what you guys are doing with this rodeokids.com is, is very cool. Um, I think it's got huge potential and I really hope that it keeps taking off for you guys. Cause man, kids need guidance, not just from, not just from parents, from just like good, like sources of, of content and good information around them. Cause they have access to so much negativity at any given time, whether they want to see it or not. Um, so I think what you guys are doing is really cool. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And I am hoping that as this, you know, we've found each other and I don't think by any chances that just us, you know, I think that it's a meaning there's a reason behind it. And so Mm -hmm. I really stuttered over that one. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I couldn't connect my thoughts to my words there, but (laughs) struggles real it happens on me all the time yes but I think I don't think it was a coincidence let's put it that way um so I do look forward to um seeing you know I think that um we have a very similar mission in different ways of getting there um so I do look forward to seeing how we can support each other in the future and if there's anything that we can do for you um you know please let us know in, in any way that we can help you help you and support you yeah, and same for you guys awesome same for you guys are you guys going to nfr will you guys be there yes we will and actually oh my gosh we got to tell them about rodeo kid charades have you what seen our rodeo kid charades no what oh my gosh you've you clearly have not scrolled through our tiktok <laughs> i did oh damn now i gotta go look what, um, how does a person get involved? What's happening? We are creating a new game called Rodeo Kids Charades. Um, we tested it out at the junior high finals and it was so much fun. Um, so we're going to have, we'll have a Rodeo Kids booth and then a Performance Pony Company booth. Um, we'll be at the Mandalay Bay during the NFR. And then we're going to um, a show called Equitana and... We have a show called the WSCA Championship Show, Champ Show in St. Paul, Minnesota. And I'm Damn. going to Arkansas over Labor Day weekend. So Whew. we'll be a few places. Girl schedule is full. Well, hopefully getting fuller. There's a lot of time yeah, left in the year. That's awesome. There is. There really is. Well, yes. I don't know. It's about to snow up here in Canada. So <laughs> are you <laughs> We're pretty much done? <laughs> Yes, we will be there. Good. Do you guys have a booth or are you just uh, socializing and making meetings and Uh, connections? That's a good question. I think we're going to try and have some merch um, at like somebody else's booth. And then I think we're going to try and talk to other booths and like set up for me to go do like some stand up comedy at booths, like throughout the finals and stuff at all the trade shows like rodeokids.com 100% if you guys would have me I would love to come hang out yeah that would be awesome and then you can Dale Brisby won't do our charades game um so we kind of have it out for him right now to get him involved in that so maybe you can help (laughs) us um accomplish that okay I will see what I can do I'm hoping to go down to Texas 
before the finals. Um, I've been fortunate enough to start to make some friends with some of those guys down there. And they've been very, very just like helpful and welcoming. So I'm going to go try and spend a bunch of time with some dudes down there. Yeah. So maybe... Have you met Click Thompson yet? No. The photographer? Click Thompson. I love that name. Yeah. You'll have to check him out. He's awesome. Okay. He does a lot of the photography for those guys. So he'd be a a good connection. And he's just a wonderful person. Um, I have nothing but good things to say about him. Sweet. Still kind of a pain in the butt for us to get down there. We, unless you're like exempt, you can't drive into the U S yet. You have to fly. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Why is that? Um, the U S has not opened it up for us to come in yet. (laughs) We've, uh, like we've opened that up. So it's just like, come on down Americans. And then you guys are just like, y'all snow Mexicans stay where you're at. (laughs) Well, hopefully that (laughs) changes soon. I hope so too. Yeah. I'm kind of sick and tired of getting called a snow Mexican. (laughs) I have never actually heard of that. So that's, uh, (laughs) that's that's what all my, that's what all my roommates in Lubbock used to call me. That's funny. Well, I learned something new today. Um, so awesome. Well, yeah, if we can help you in any way, please let us know and we will do everything that we can to do that. And we'll have to get together about making something happen in Vegas and get that short yes. game in your hands here once we get it created so you can uh, see what you think about that please yeah i'll try and get some people up here involved in that as well that would be a blast well thank you very much for your time wicked thank you guys so much for having me this was a blast yes you bet and we'll be seeing you on tiktok sounds good ladies <laughs> enjoy the rest of your day Thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to the rodeokids.com podcast. Don't forget to head on over to the website and check that out and see what all we have to offer from the podcast to blogs and videos of kids helping kids and advice for parents and coaches, as well as recruit me information for those of you who are interested in college rodeo. And if we can do anything for you or support you in any way, please don't hesitate to reach out because we are here for you. And lastly, Don't forget to hit the follow button and share it with your friends. Good luck, God bless, and safe travels to everyone.